We hear a loud crash as the screen fades in from dark. We can see an office lit by a flickering electric lantern hanging high in the room. A haze of cigarette smoke fills the air and we see shattered bits of a whiskey glass on the floor in a puddle. A young woman dressed in a simple black dress bends down with a broom to begin sweeping it. Behind the desk we see Ambrose Mugland. The bleached blonde haired halfling sits with his bare feet crossed up on the desk, a lit cigar hanging from his mouth. Alright, how do I do it with the stupid accent? You just gotta ask yourself, Steve. Have you ever heard the saying an eye for an eye? Saying an eye for an eye? An eye for What's going on? <laughs> you pay some bloody yeah, how do I do it? <laughs> believe in yourself. I don't believe in myself. That's the problem. <laughs> I was okay. I forgot to practice this. Okay. You play some bloody professionals to do a job, and they can't deliver. He snaps his finger, and a quickly a waiter brings another whiskey in a glass and sets it on the desk. So, where's Gatulby now? Asks the voice. We see a motley collection of people in the office. Most mumble, take a drink, or look down to avoid eye contact. Nobody speaks clearly. Well, one of you bastards better have something useful for me. A calm voice replies from the doorway. Based on eyewitnesses at Bottleneck Bridge, it looks like it's your girl again. The crowd parts, and we see Angelique Loveless standing confidently. She strides forward, each step taken echoes in the near-quiet room. The gathered thugs move from their seats, clearing away to Mugland and the desk. Ah, Mrs. Loveless, pleased to see you again. It's Miss Loveless. The rest of you, go! For a brief moment, there is a flash of annoyance in Muglin's face as the as his crew listens to the outsider and immediately takes a chance to exit the office. But he thinks better of vocalizing this to anybody given the situation. And which girl is that? The one with the robot? Angelique nods, dropping a folder of papers onto Ambrose's desks. We can see some of them fan out and includes what appears to be official complaint papers filed with the marshals. It might not matter, Mugland. Don't let yourself be driven by revenge, eh? Keep your eye on the prize. Without Gattleby, there's no product. Irish, Irish. Hit me with, hit me with some Irish there, uh... Without Gattleby, there's no product. Without Gattleby, there's no product. Without product, there's no buyer. Without buyers, there's no cash. I've nearly bankrupt myself already. I need to be made whole. Angelique nods, motioning towards the papers. The buyers are lined up, but we may have alternative solutions. We see Muglin picking up the papers, reading them. He gives Angelique a confused look, then looks back at the papers. Could could it really be? 
Angelique tilts her head up, the brim of her hat moving to reveal a close-up of her eyes. One green, one blue. They stare back at Mugland, watching him come to the same understanding she did. It just may be. Gather what cash you have left. You know who we must hire. Muglin shifts uneasy. But Mrs. Loveless, we talked about this. They're expensive and... That was terrible, by the way. In a quick motion, we now see Angelique has drawn a silver pistol and has it aimed right at Muglin. The pistol is made from a strange material that almost seems to catch the flickering light from above, and we can see glowing runes etched down the barrel. We see her coat flowing away from her hip at the speed of her draw. Muglin stares back coldly, barely reacting to this firearm pointed at him. A loud, audible click of the hammer fills the air, and Muglin sips his whiskey. Miss Loveless... And Mugland, you bring one thing to this deal. Your money. If you've run out, then I've got no use for a criminal like yourself. Ambrose laughs. <laughs> We're both criminals, Miss Loveless. At least I have the decency to admit it to myself. There's a pause. Consider it done. Good. There's an uncocking of the hammer as she turns to leave, and her coat spins as it follows her. Let me know when it's done. As she leaves, she stops in the doorway for one moment. Without turning around, she says one last thing. Mugland, leave the girl. She's just a distraction. Besides... We may need the leverage later. And with that, Loveless is gone from the doorway. Beyond, as the camera focuses, we can see the faces of Muglin's crew staring back at him. One brave enough sticks his head in the doorway. Everything okay, boss? His sentence is cut short by the sound of a whiskey glass thrown at his face, breaking his nose as it shatters again. Muglin calmly strides out, stepping over the man as he buckles his coat. Now, I've got some business to attend to, but send a message to Gimthrak. Tell him he's got the green light on Anita. Muglin holds out his hand expectantly, and another glass of whiskey is set inside of it from off camera. We see his smirk as the camera closes in on his face. With a quick cut, we see his face replaced with a different one in the same position on screen. This is the face of Saruk. The early morning light is streaming in from the windows, and Saruk is already awake for his morning courtyard workout. We can see he's already glistening with sweat, the heat picking up early today in Alkenstar. As he uses his, a towel to wipe his face, we see a pause. Saruk. As you're coming through the back of the saloon, towards the staircase that leads you back up to your room, you happen to hear what sounds like muffled voices, muffled raised voices coming from one of the meeting rooms in the back. 
what would Saruk do hearing that? Like, you look around, the, the bar's completely empty. There's not a single person up other than you uh, in doing your morning workout. Uh, but there's definitely some raised voices coming from the back of this place. Hmm. Do I, per chance, happen to recognize any of them? Or are they, like, too muffled? Give me a perception check. We'll see if you are able to make out the voices. I think, in this case, um, to even, like, make out what the voices are. It's probably just a DC 15. Makes sense. It's, it's Do pretty... you feel like this is lead pursuant? <sighs> what are your leads? What were the leads you set this morning when you woke up? Uh... Gimthak would be one of them, and uh, the other is floating, because we're nebulous. Uh, so Gimthrak and X. Yeah, yeah, I would say probably not, then. Okay, sounds good. Hokie dokie. Wouldn't you know it? I rolled question marks. Question marks, nice. With the sort of muffled voices coming through, there's a very unmistakable voice that you pick up, um, even through the muffled, even through the raised voice and, and the layers of walls between you and them. It's very clearly Phoebe Dunsmith's voice. I see. But the second voice, you pretty much, you're just hearing like almost like a one-sided raised voice that's coming from Phoebe. You don't hear the other voice in the conversation which makes you think it's probably not as raised and as animated as hers right now. I think... And, and what exactly is he hearing, Steve? Exactly. <laughs> that Slavic voice that that Nina did, I don't think I know that one. You just gotta, like, you give us the lines and evermore. <laughs> just it I'll do it. Don't, don't try. But you do hear, you. I think you, the words that you probably hear, especially with that role, um, you hear just like, 15 years I've dedicated to this. I was supposed to be done. And then a slamming of a fist on wood. It's one half of a conversation, but you can surmise with your intellect and your smart brains that Phoebe's obviously angry about something. I think Saruk is going to just, like, get in the hallway somewhere close to the door where it's not conspicuous and just eavesdrop, honestly. Just, like, if there's a table, I can sit down and just, like, quietly drink water and listen. Sure, yeah. So uh, you sit the table closest. It is weird because there's only one door between you and the meeting room, and it still feels extra muffled. There is no insight check in Pathfinder. This is probably just another perception check because it's kind of, kind of rolled up. Perception in this. to sense motive. So this this is uh, this is more of a, it's like a like figuring out why is the voice more muffled than you would expect it to be kind of role. Gotcha. If you have any lore. <laughs> like engineering, like craftsmanship lure. I mean, anything like that, you might be able to use it. But otherwise, just perception is fine. Would you take a crafting? I'll take a recall knowledge crafting check. Alrighty. Checking all of the things. There are so many things. Uh, we do love an investigator here at Black Dragon Gaming. Hotcha! Question marks. Mm, suspicion. You rack your brain. You don't come up with any... Like, there's something going on. There's something muffling her voice more. You're not sure if it's some gadget she's using or a tool or maybe a device or something built into the room itself, but you're not able... Your brain can't come to a conclusion that makes sense in the moments you're sitting there. But you do hear sort of the end of the conversation as it wraps up, and you just hear a still raised voice like, This is it. I mean it. After this job, 
I'm done. And then you hear another like thud, like a slamming thud noise. And you hear like footsteps sort of coming your way. Just quickly shift back to whatever <laughs> is for breakfast this morning. No one's even woken up to like make breakfast. You're literally the first one up in the entire place other than, than Phoebe. So you try to look inconspicuous. Shit there's... ton of bread that I made the other day. It is then. <laughs> breakfast bread. Protein shake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the door to the meeting room opens. And as you kind of look in, you can see, oddly, it looks like there's nobody in the room. It's just Phoebe by herself. And it's a this room, these meeting rooms only have one door in and out. And so Phoebe opens the door and she almost looks like surprised to see you there. Saruk. I am going to go out on a limb, and I'm gonna assume you were not just having an animated conversation with a ghost. Or should I get the holy water? Astute observation, as always. You're up quite early after last night's party. Circadian rhythm is as circadian rhythm does. Are you okay? Yes, not a ghost. You kind of like see her like look back over her shoulder into the room, um, and then she kind of closes the door as she steps out. Uh, you can see she's got like sweat already beating on her forehead as she wipes it. Do me a favor, Saruk. When everyone's up, let them know we have to talk. Looks like we've got another mission after all. I see. And I'll take it. This is the last one. And then we're done? Or, or did I mishear that? God, I hope so. And so here, this is where in the intro scene of our like episode, right here at our landing page, it's chapter two, run and gun. But guess what, everyone? Guess what? It's time to change the, the, the loading screen because... Ooh, we're now in chapter three, Turn the Screws, which kind of like pops up on screen in like nice big letters with a nice bar brawl scene going on here. And look at this. Rook, what happened to your eye? I, it, was a, it was a bad accident. Too much bread. I had, I had to shave. It's too hot in this city. Don't ask about the hand. This is the, um, the iconic uh, inventor, I believe. Mm -hmm. The orcish yeah. inventor with his little uh, goblin pal. His little companion, his construct companion, his Wybert, as a matter of fact. Featuring Captain America at five o'clock. Yeah, for real. That was that. Yeah, I didn't even really think about that, but now that I'm seeing it a little bit, huh? So that is where Phoebe, like, we kind of like crossfade to that and the whole like chapter three transition. So I feel like that conversation that was weird that i only caught some of is probably way too broad to throw down on a lead huh uh not necessarily like if your lead is like who was she talking to or something like that you know it just depends on on what angle you're taking cool sounds good and then i guess saruk is just gonna at some point bop out go to the nearest uh I guess we're buying all of our new things very under the table, so wherever that is, come back with new toys and just knowing that everybody else on the team wakes up way, way later than him, just wait downstairs. Okay, yeah. Phoebe has offered, like, you're free to go out and get anything you want, especially, you know, if something is too dangerous for you in terms of your wanted level to go out into the world. Uh, she's 
basically agree to send runners to get whatever you need as long as you just like make her a shopping list and send her give her some money she'll basically get any of the more obscure things you guys need but you're also free to go out and shop on your own but she is there as an option and, and she deals in firearms and she has a quite an extensive collection of firearms locked up in her the back of her bar that she can sell to you as well nice but i think a few hours goes by and then Fossiter gets up they start making breakfast the the smell of like cooking bacon and eggs rises uh fresh eggs this morning which is almost unheard of here in Akinstar, uh sort of permeates up and wakes you guys up in your rooms above i don't know how many of you guys celebrated hard last night or what you guys did but you guys can wake up and at your leisure and kind of reconvene down in the barrel and bullet saloon tower I don't know. It's is it true? Are we, are we really free, or what? What do you think, Ravi? What? What time is it? Ah, uh, noon. Noon. Oh, Annie, what the? Why are you waking me up so bloody early? No, it's because like we celebrated and we're free. Phoebe said we don't have a job anymore, so I'm thinking. Is it even safe in Alkenstar? Should I get, should I get Kojak? Should I get Maeve? What, 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 what are you doing? I don't know. I'm still in, I'm, with my eyes closed, still in bed. I'm just reaching down on the floor, looking for it. Look, oh, there we go. Oh, all right. Okay, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. All right. You want Sorry, a drink? Good morning. No. Hmm. Oh. Right. Are we safe in Alkenstar? I mean, were we? Are you ever really safe in Alkenstar? Okay. All right. That was that was a dumb question, but uh, it's just given how she never really gave any specifics on the whole criminal record and stuff. Like, am I still wanted? Would the dean apologize to me for kicking me out of Bliffy? Those are good questions. I've been meaning to ask you. How did you get out of prison? No, oh, us? Yeah, you and how? Oh, the hot orc downstairs. She met up with uh, met up with us and like she got us out. So she got you out, did she? Yeah. <laughs> I had my chance to say uh, thank you last night. Good on ya. Oh yes. But Good yeah, time. um, but. The, the if whole you want more details, I know you was... might not remember, or we never, we never clearly even talked about it. Basically, what happened was you guys were in prison for months, and you had basically got a note one day that basically said, "Be here at this time on this day." And when you showed up, there was a guard that literally like handed you a key and opened a door, and then you and Hal were able to go down a hallway where another guard sort of like like look the other way as you kind of use your key unlocked a door and like got out of the building and then Waysome was waiting for you outside all casually and she just escorted you back to the the uh, tavern right away so there was no like blasting out no like shooting your way out it was just sort of like all the guards sort of looked the other way and somehow you got out it was a very relaxing experience considering <laughs> I mean, but to be, in all honesty, it was really Hal that led the way on that end. 
he was the one that received a letter, I'm assuming from Phoebe, and, and he told me about what was happening and he had to pull me out of there because for, for a bit I wasn't really myself. So good thing how was there. Yeah, I'm glad you had him there with you. I've never really got to properly thank him for that. I mean, not like he had a choice in the matter, but uh, thank him for being there with you. Yeah, I mean, I've already talked his ear off a bunch, so maybe hearing the, you? Um, the, no. the thanks from you, he, he'd prefer that. You know what I mean? How you sort of wake up in the next room over and like Syl is like licking your face, like trying to like get you awake and bark. And you guys in the other room can hear Syl barking through the, the whole place too. That bloody dog's worse than a rooster. You know that I, I would have tried to get you out. I was planning to get you out. And then Miss Phoebe came by, told me to hold off. I mean, I guess it makes sense for you not to be there, considering your dad's trying to look for, trying to kill you. Yeah, I uh, don't think I could. What might have fared quite as well as you and you and Hal there. Everything happens for a reason. Aye, that it does. Uh, is that bacon? I'm smelling. I'm smelling bread, actually. Like Saruk's bread. I mean, that's all. I mean, it's been filling up the place for days. I'm like, it's it's storing really well. well. But maybe should we get? Should we head out? Right. Uh, speak here in uh, Old Sill. There, I think Hal might be up already. Should we get him? I think so. Yeah. Like, you kind of both open the doors at the same time from the bedroom, and like you can see Sill scratching at the door, and like runs out, and like takes off down the stairs because she needs to take she needs to go for her morning walk how or her afternoon walk all right all right all right oh man i'll be uh there in a minute you guys talking loud in the hallway all right give me just one second it's how we'll light up his cigarette and walk out i'll hand i'll hand the bottle of whiskey over to him oh my good man is that like hair on the dog <laughs> all right anyways I, uh, what are we doing? What? I guess ask Phoebe if we're really free. She said so yesterday. Does that mean I have to I guess. sleep in the streets behind the brothel again? I can't stay here. Wait. You could stay with like, with Kojak and I if you wanted. Kojak's still being watched, Danny. We have to deal with that. Yeah, that's that's the another thing that I wanted to ask Phoebe. Like, since now we're free, are they gonna lay off Kojak? I mean, we're free because we completed that work. We're not free because they still want to arrest us. So, I'm sure you'll find your mug pasted next to mine right around the corner. Oh, fuck. I need to get Kojak out of there. As we walk down. Yeah, yeah as we walk down. Just keep worth keeping in mind, like, the people that are watching... Kojak seem to be like officers on the payroll of Angelique Loveless. So, whether you're in the clear legally speaking doesn't necessarily mean you're in the clear as far as Angelique and Muglind are concerned, you know? 
So yeah, as you guys kind of make your way downstairs, clomp, clomp, clomp down the stairs, uh, you see, you know, Saruk, like, already having a nice breakfast. Though, I actually ask you this, Saruk, uh, Gattleby is up, and Gattleby is having his morning coffee and going over his notes. Would Saruk be at the same table of Gattleby, or definitely keeping his distance from Gattleby? I think Saruk's probably been down here first. It further dawns on me, given that man's size, breakfast is like, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. <laughs> I need it because of caloric deficit. If he were to sit with me, I don't think Saruk would say no, but not necessarily seek him out. Yeah, and I don't think Gattleby's the kind of dude to sit down with you either. So you kind of come down and you see Gattleby and Saruk both kind of having their breakfast near each other, but not like amicable, like maybe nodding at each other, but not like open conversation or anything. And so, Saruk, you see them come down. Phoebe is not currently present. She's You haven't seen her since, you know, uh, a couple hours ago when you had that morning meeting, Saruk. Good morning! Morning, come, the three of you, please. Mm. All right, all right. All right. Do you want the bad news or the good news? Bad? The There's bad good news. news. <laughs> uh, the good news is they somehow got fresh eggs in this joint. Okay. Oh. The bad news is VB wants to talk to us. I I don't know. I didn't catch the whole thing. But well, I think complications. Hmm. One of those sounds rotten. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. No, I just like did you have an idea on what she about this complication? I know she doesn't like it. My presumption is that it somehow, I think it affects her too, as much as us. She asked me to round up the lot of you and when we were ready to go talk to her. Where's she now? That is the million platinum question. That sounds like uh, whatever news she has can wait till after breakfast then. Indeed. I'll just power up Wybert from the shop. Yeah, Fossetier's like lunch, not breakfast. As uh, brings like another plate. There's like six eggs on a six fried eggs on a plate for Saruk. <clears throat> what are the rest of you having? I'll uh, I'll take some eggs. Can you chop this up and put it in there with it? Gives it a little thick, if you know what I mean. What are you, What are you giving her? Lizard tails. Lizard tails. Of course. <laughs> Of course, yeah. Her hand goes out for the lizard tails, and one eyebrow goes up as as they look down at it and look up at you and look back. And I'll eyeball each of my friends. <laughs> yeah, anything If they want else. some, then. Oh, please. Do you have anything, uh, like, any of that bread left over, maybe fried with some sugar? Are you describing a donut? <laughs> I mean, I, I assume they could fry it, yet there's... Saruk gets more bread, pulls it over. Yeah, I assume there's still like plenty of loaves like in the kitchen too, right? Because you probably had so much that didn't even get distributed. So, yeah. I mean, if there's, I mean, it's probably all baked already. So, don't know if you want to fry that again, but you know, maybe just toast it with some butter and and sprinkle sugar on top. Mm, fair. She nods. She goes back. She doesn't have butter per se, but she does use like just straight like lard as she fries it for you. The sugar is the most important part. Yeah, yeah, she has some sugar. Anita, any breakfast for you? J just some eggs. 
Uh, I'll have those and a coffee, please. Okay. So she goes back, or they go back, they do all the frying of the eggs, the chopping it up. Uh, when the plate of eggs come back for all of you, they've all got bits of lizard tail in it. Like, they just made everyone's eggs oh. with lizard tails. And you just look like a plate goes in front of each of you with a couple pieces of this, like, sweet fried bread. I meant, I meant if they ask for it, you should put in lizard tails. I mean, I'll, I'll eat a lot right here if you want to give them something fresh. Or y'all can pick it out if you want, and I'll... You know, just put it in the stove. I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. I've never had lizard tail in my life. Indeed, it's a local delicacy that I, I will miss. What does it taste? What does lizard tail taste like? I've never had it. I can't tell you. Like chicken. Like lizard. Yeah. yeah. Like lizard. Um, There's some bones in it. Three more like cups like go down. She has a little a thing of coffee that, she, that they've already made. They pour the coffee to everyone and then um, just lingers for like one moment and like, like looking at you, Hal, and just like, is, is there anything else I can get you? Mm, y'all need anything else? I think I'm good for right now. No, thank you. I'm fine. I'm all right as I slide over my coffee. Yeah. Let me know if you uh, need anything. And then uh, they go and back into the kitchen. Actually, do you know where Phoebe is? Working on that blasted play. Tell her we're ready. I think. Looks at everybody else. She doesn't like to be disturbed during her creative time, but I'll let her know. And then she disappears. The door like swings behind her. I slide my coffee over towards Annie, as usual, and uh, pull out a flask. I don't know how y'all drink that stuff this early. How could you not? In the back, there's a scene where, like, Fasirter goes and opens the door, and you see Phoebe, like, papers everywhere, hands scribbled, balled up notes. Like, that play, The Hearts at High Noon, is, like, the finale is coming up in just a few days, and she's rewriting the ending over and over, and you can just see that she's very intent on making sure that she gets it right, because she's been building towards this for the better part of a year. And when Fasirter sort of, like, interrupts her, uh, there's like that bawling of the paper and throws it and it just bounces off Fasirter's head. There's like no reaction, just like a, they're ready and like closes the door. And uh, yeah, Phoebe will eventually make her way. Shall we reconvene in our office or should we, f- I, I can't tell if you finished eating yep. your, what the, what is that? And she like, picks up a little bit of, like, egg with a little bit of lizard tail in it off a of Refuse plate. It's like corned beef hash. It'll be great. Eat it. Eat it. I'll pass. Drops it and, like, literally wipes her hand on one of your napkins. Yeah, leads the way towards the back room where she's got her little private offices set up. I brought my plate. <laughs> Just bring your plate. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and the door the door she closes the door like usual um this is the same room where you heard her earlier saruk in another meeting and she just nods it's like i know no one's around but you can never be too cautious about who's listening sorry i'm assuming saruk has caught you all up to speed more or less i'll i'll let you do the talking another job i thought we're done Well, turns out 
what you said last night really, really got the old screws turning in my head. You know, why were those powder keg punks there? I mean, I feel like they came out of left field, right? We know, speaking with Gattleby, his pretty much explained the Clearwater Cleaner situation, so we we know that they were likely linked with Loveless and Muglin, so that it just doesn't add up. Like, who sent the punks? If there's another player making a play and they have inside information, we're not really done until we know who's behind that. They were all about they were all about explosives, so I mean it makes sense, and that's really the only place you can go from where Gattleby is. I'm not really sure if someone might have tipped him off, but I mean if they want the the baddest explosion you can get, then well, they, they were at the right place for that man hiding behind Anita. Well, you're not wrong, but still, they knew where to go. They knew where to be like who if there's a leak if there's an inside leak we gotta know who's leaking information who knew that Gattleby was coming here he looks at you four you four myself what about your uh hook my uh hook hook you know person made that delicious eggs and lizard tail breakfast oh my cousin oh no, she, uh, they, they, uh, they don't know about this side of my life. I like to keep this separate. Fair enough. I mean, did you lot tell anyone? Yeah, we wanted these guys to come out and throw these damn fire things on us. She's seeing Refi, who's like a shooting gallery. First guy came running, got these little things on him. He's like shooting them out the air. Pow, 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 pow. And then they turned around and threw one in the air and shot it on us, too. I couldn't believe it. I, I never creepy seen little, nobody use a gun like that before. The creepy little fuck started laughing. On fire. He was on fire. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. The powder kick punks were not on anyone's radar. You came to me and you said you thought they were... A threat involved somehow? I got you the address, right? I slide a whiskey over to Saruka to help clear his throat. Oh, I'm, I'm patting Saruk's back. Hang on. <laughs> Can you hear him again? <laughs> yeah, them, mm-hmm. uh, yeah that, those tails were chopped up kind of kind of thick, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> uh, indeed. So you're proposing what we go raid their compound and see if we can find more information? It it feels like a reach. I, I don't know. Essentially, yes. We can't close the book until we know why they were there. If there's another person besides Mugland and Loveless involved, I need to hire you for another job. Last one. Hire. You keep saying that word, hire. I thought we were partners. That's what you said. Indeed. I don't think you comprehend the term hire. Hire usually says that we can refuse, right? 
Well, what term would you prefer, if not higher? I mean, Black I'm paying mail, you money, course, you're doing your job. Forcibly, uh, you know. I mean, if it was blackmail or if I was forcing you, I wouldn't be paying you. Look, you scratch my back, I scratch your back, everyone wins, we can all go home. Until you have a conversation with someone, and then suddenly there's another one. We're literally in your home right now. Nah, this... This is where I work. This ain't my home. She pours herself a little bit of your whiskey. No, but you're right. We, We did bring up the punks to you, because while we were... While they were while while they were scouting out, you know, the route and everything, we found out that they were one of the groups that tried to look for oh not look, but they were observing Gatoby as well. Um Frankly, if they were as crazy as they were, I'm going to assume that they would, you know, just predominantly act on like instinct pretty primal however like there was it 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 feels that there's some thought in what they're doing so i'm with you i think i think that i i don't know because if because if they were just a bunch of crazy idiots wanting to to snort like black powder like they would just go for black powder right i agree with you but didn't we i I thought y'all heard from that little party tossed through that the the punks were harassing people on the street. That's that was the intel we got, I believe. Oh did we? I assume oh, they were bad. just a if nothing a random element to what's the phrase? Uh, hitching your giddy up, I believe. Oh. Mm, yes, that one. Eye for an eye. Regardless if it gets us further to Right, but I agree also with Annie that that might have been the intel we got, but they seemed a little bit more targeted than just random chaos. I mean, they chased us through half the bloody city. This is true. They were after Gattleby, for sure. Yeah. My question is, ever since Gattleby got back here, has any one of the the powder punks, powder, whatever their name is, have they been in the vicinity of your saloon? I haven't seen at least anyone openly wearing powder kick punk gear or snorting black powder or setting the place on fire. So I'm pretty much clear to say we haven't seen them around in the last 12 hours. No one knows the Gattleby's here, right? We weren't we weren't followed all the way in here. I mean, I would hope not. Otherwise, you're not very good at your job. Boy. First of all, you said that we were free, and then now you're telling us that we're not. Things In a change. way, she has a point. If Things there change. is another hook, Situations it's... Change. Indeed. Yes, I am sorry that I... I thought you were done. But when we work in the our line of work, it doesn't matter. This needs to be done. You need to do it. Look, that's several barbs. 
I'll pay you. What's I'll the time it, frame? I'll make it worth your while. I mean, <clears throat> no pressing matters, right? Just go shake this powder kick punk tree and see what falls out. See who, Very find out who hired them, who prodded them. If it's just random, if they just wanted the explosives for themselves, great. That would be the best answer you can bring me. But if somebody else is involved, we need to find and, well, we'll take care of that if it comes up. I'm sure we will. Now, I'm with it. You mentioned that you'd be paying us, right? No. Well, you know my reasons for being here. You know my reasons for going along with your little government operations. I have a goal. I have targets. So if these punks aren't associated with Muggland or Loveless, as you say, if we do this for you, I'm not done. I want Muglin, and I want Loveless. Do the rest of you feel this way? She kind of looks at the table. In the most perfect of timelines, A leads to B. It would be a gift if you could just pull Gimthrak's location out of out of the ether, and I would happily take it from you. In the meantime, if I must go get to the bottom of the powder keg, then so be it. Well... Let's consider this an otherwise small detour on the road to revenge, shall we? As long as we're still on the road. Agreed. Agreed. What's best for Alkenstar is best for all, right? Alkenstar. Revenge. Justice. I just want my life back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, she gets, she's willing to let you guys stay here for your own board um, as long as you need. Um, there's no... There's no time frame like before where it's like you need to rob the bank tonight or in four days you have to pick up Gattleby. This is really an open-ended investigation that you guys can chase down like as uh, fast or as slow as you can and you couldn't. So um, just to recap, because it's been a couple weeks since we played and did all this stuff, uh, the clues that we have for the powder cake punks, uh, you brought it Address. up to Phoebe a few months, like a few days ago, and she actually ran down and gave you the address to one of the clubs that they purportedly run. So you have that as a possible lead. There were a few pieces of interesting items, letters of the sort that you found on the powder cake punks themselves at bottleneck bridge. Um, I don't know. I think it ended up back in the party. loot. I don't know what you guys did with it. 
can't find my notes. Uh oh. Let me see the party loot. So, is it in the party loot? Um. Yes, there's two notes. So, in in the party loot, the other two pieces of interesting things that you found in the pocket of the powder cake punk was the crumpled order form and the flyer. So those are sort of three pieces of information that you guys have to help you decide what you want to do next. Um, on top of that, Saruk, I know you've got some Gimthrak business that you're constantly trying to track down and see if you can find his location possibly. I know Reficule's got one one thing in mind and that's just fine. Like, you know, find a way to get at Muglin. Uh, Hal, I'm not entirely sure. Hal maybe wants to find a new leash for Syl. Not entirely sure. And <laughs> um, Anita uh, it seems to be in the let me save my father business. So there's a lot of a lot of angles to this. I will let you guys decide how you want to um, approach it. So we already sicked the shield marshals on the place. I, I know we're all busy. I know we all have individual shit we want to do. But if there is a trail here, it's already going cold. I think we should go immediately. Yeah, so actually, uh, the, the the shield marshals did get sicked on them, but it was more in terms of they raided the shops on Balneck Bridge where all the, the powder keg punks were, like, pretending to open shops, you know, so they could ambush you. And that's where they were kind of raided and taken down. The Hotfoot Hippodrome did have shield marshals show up, but there was no, like, arrests or anything of that sort. It, it was kind of reported to just be on the up and up, just a dance club. As far as Phoebe... Maybe we need to go to... Uh... Longhorn Lounge, that's written on that note or flyer here. Last bell before sundown. Scribbled that here is, on the back. That was on the yeah. flyer in the pockets of one of the uh, powder cake punks. Yep. When is that? Have I ever heard of uh, this Longhorn Lounge? Uh, do you have. You can give me like a lore check, like in. Some sort of is applicable lore. Underworld lore applicable? You can give me an underworld lore check. The DC is going to be a little higher than it would be for, like, you know, Alkenstar lore. Soon. Question mark, question mark. Um, you have heard of the Longhorn Lounge. However, the Longhorn Lounge is not really uh, a place that is really associated with um, with sort of the elements that you would expect with Underworld lore. But you've been with Muglin there, and he's conducted plenty of his business meetings there. It is actually just on the outskirts of Grayson's Fingers in the richest neighborhood in Skyside. It's basically an extravagant lounge intended for rodeo champions and their guests. And they literally have like a sort of arena in the middle of the place that people will compete in. Um, and 
plenty of like upscale business people do meetings there as well as Muglin would do some of his business there. Um, he had a membership, even though he didn't particularly rodeo himself. He just knew the right people to get in. So it's it's a posh club. It's an upscale place. It's not a place that you would expect to show up and sort of have like a gang like the Powder Kick Punks at for sure. Seems a bit odd. This These punks going to the lounge. Why? Let's just say if we went there right now, we might not be let in given our current uh, accoutrement. I would also say, like, there there probably isn't, like, a dress code turn you away type thing, but you would definitely be looked down at and sneered unless you dressed up yeah. and went. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like... Yeah, it's sort of that kind of thing. Mm. But it bit, is uh... definitely only... It's a members-only club. Mm-hmm. For sure. So getting access may be challenging. It's, it's a bit of an exclusive lounge. Skyside. So unless we got the coin to grease our way in, or we have uh, someone do some smooth talking, we might have a bit of trouble getting in ourselves. It's a bit of a members well, only type thing. How many interests there are? Because if we go over there and sit down across the street or something, we could see the people come, coming and going. Maybe we see some of them powder cake punks. Maybe we see Muglin. Maybe we see Lovelace. Maybe we see some of these other other people. I mean, unless you got a better idea. Of what we should go do. If it's a chance to go after any of those two, I'm for it. And if we catch the punks in the meantime, well, that's two birds of Thunstone. But I'm going along for the ride, so if anyone else has anything they'd like to do, I'm all ears. Anita, well, you look- we have the down for a second right because there's the order form they pick up yeah they pick up the the flyer they're talking about the longhorn lounge flyer this gives you a kind of a crumpled up order form you just catch a glimpse of something that triggers a memory because you're from blither college this sort of thing there's no role necessary you know you immediately recognize the symbol on this order form um looking at it in the upper right there is a sort of this picture of a um a corvid in flight with a vile grass in each talon this, this is one of the most famous supply alchemi- alchemical supply stores located right next to Blither College campus, and that is uh, Rika's Reagents. Basically, if Rika's you're Rika. buying supplies and you go to Blither, you probably spent your coin there because she's one of the most used suppliers. Um, so Gattleby's name and address is scrawled on this in like this kind of childish clumsy hand but you flip it over it's a blank order form but whoever got this got it from Rika's from Rika's yeah so that's that's a small clue that you have and because of your background I'm not even gonna make you roll hang on a second I, I know that order form and then I grab it this is from the alchemical store that's right next to Blipper. But, and since this is an order form, it's either an employee is working with the powder punks, 
Riker is working with the powder punks or something. But you know, as this far Riker? as I know, Riker, she no, not personally. She she owns the shop. I'm assuming she does, does she own the shop. shop. You probably yeah. would have at least talked with her when you submitted orders. You probably even use a form like this, right? You kind of fill out what you need, take it into the shop, pay her, and then when it's ready, you kind of come back and pick it up. Uh, probably don't know her on a personal level at all, but she's a amicable shop owner and usually at least has a passing interest in in what you're working on well, you could also be a red herring but we could always come in there and ask her yep. if you know like any weirdos have come into her shop asking for like out of this world materials so who would have these order forms then Annie anyone her. who shops no, not really. Like you go into a store and then you say you ask, you tell her what you want, and then she makes you fill out the form. Oh, sorry. Give me like a for Anita for this thing. We're gonna do an active role. You can give me your academic lore. I think you have academic lore, right? Yes. Woo! Like, you can give me it's a finally knowledge. coming into play. Academic lore. Yeah, the Blithier College angle's coming into play. Now. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something you. Can surmise here. That would be a twenty-six. I mean, technically, recall knowledge checks are secret, but that's okay. It is a twenty-six. So, no, no, it's fine. This Pathfinder thing is new. Uh, so as you wreck your brain and think back to when you would do the orders, um, yes, you're right that you would fill in the order forms and hand it to her, but Rika basically keeps like tons of blank forms just on her counter that anyone could theoretically have access to and even like in your college classes like a professor would just have some of them in their office and like take a form fill it out and hand it to you and have somebody you or somebody run down to rikas to pick up some stuff it it, it makes you realize these order forms are not necessarily super guarded or super secret they're kind of just there and people just have them all over campus. They're they're not super under lock and key or anything. Forget I said any of what I said, Ruffy. It's not it's not true. Anyone has access to it. However, we could always just go in there and ask. Anyone has access, right? But uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like this was being used. To order something, seems like this was a bit of scrap paper that they took uh, Gattleby's information on. Someone who had these order forms lying around. Hmm. So maybe someone who shops there? Maybe, that's why, I mean, we could always go in there and ask her. Indeed. Perhaps we go by there and then we swing by the the local club at Last Bell. Yep. Wait, do we have to buy all the fancy things for this lounge? Well, if you want to try to go in, you know, uh, we just sit outside and take a look. Keep a lookout. All right. Indeed. Right. It's not so much what you're wearing. I mean, you'll get funny looks if, you know, you're coming with a dog, maybe. But, uh, it's more about having a membership, so... I think either way, we're going to have to do some fast talking. I'm going to 
reveal some stuff on the map to you that you should be able to um, to see. Can you guys see this marker down here now? <gasps> if yes. you have the, the journals turned on. Right. Blithir mm -hmm. and Rikas. Right. So I just revealed Rikas to you. Blithir probably was already revealed because it's pretty well known. Rikas is a new reveal for this map for you guys, and that is basically the location of where she is. So it is in Skyside. It is across the bridge. It is in the upper crust part of town. Um, and I will also reveal the Longhorn Lounge location because uh, Reficule did know where it is. Um, actually, it should be up here. You might already have view of it. Ooh, that's far. It's in the capital. Uh, you might want to... Um, they have, I think, the GM notes on them still. Are they GM notes or player-facing notes? Yeah, they definitely are. Okay. I'm not seeing anything. That's for the best. I, start, I started reading and then I stopped. I was like, yeah, I don't think I should be knowing this information. I don't, this is this is not for me. <laughs> That's this is not my work day. I thought I thought that it should have only had the marker, but not not. So you're saying you have the rest? You can see more than the marker. For you well, talking for, about for Rikas? I, I, just looked at, I talked at Rikas and I Rikas. saw information. I put, that's me. That's I put the wrong uh, permissions for anyone out there. It should be limited, not observer. So now you should see the marker, but you shouldn't be able to read the GM notes. Let me know if that's correct on Rikas. <coughs> this quaint uh, alchemy right. shop doubles as a bookstore for Blythe College. So that's what I can read. And at the bottom, once characters have learned Zarius's identity. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anyone. No one. I don't know if you have the old one open from when you had a few provisions. Either way, uh, do you guys have rights to see Longhorn Lounge up here too, right? Can you read all the secrets yes, there do. too? Cannot read it. I don't see anything. Yeah, I got. I can see where you pinged, and I can see an X. Put on the bookmarks. Rikus is still showing all the notes. Uh, that is uh, interesting. So I don't know. I, I'm actually not sure on the permissions model. Uh, Me personally, I'm real good at using my imagination when I get descriptions. So sure, but you, you put them. X's in them, so at least you kind of know where they are. So yeah. uh, Rikos Regents is down right next to Blither College, and over on the other end, the Longhorn Lounge is up in the Capital District. You're right, Anita or Nina, whoever was saying it. It's it is far. It's basically in the. It's just in the outskirts of the swinkiest parts of town. This is uh, right outside of Grayson's Fingers, which is a tower. It's basically like five towers, I think, that reach up to the sky so high that it kind of pierces through the smog. Reach and at the top the of the tower, you can actually see the sky decently. But um, they are both, you know, if you go to both in the same day, it's, it's, it's a big loop around. But it's doable. So, are we starting and at Rikas? it's noon already? It's high yeah, it's, noon? Yeah, it's noon. It's high noon. We start every day at high noon. Oh, we do. Right, well, we've got a long day ahead of us. I mean, we were up so early. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Let's go visit your friend at Rikas. All right, wait, hang on a second. How do I look? Do I look okay? Do I look all right? As wonderful as always. I need to go grab some things from my room. Be right back. Up, down comes Saru. Jump cut back to him wearing a, like, 
a poncho over his armor that hangs down a little bit. It's how do you conceal a rifle when you're carrying a rifle on your back? Well, you throw a cloak over it and hope for mm-hmm. the best, I suppose. Yep. Are you uh, uh, supposed to look different? Just... A little bit. I here, hang on. I I got this from a tell you about it. I'll show you. Off comes, out comes a. Oh, I gotta grab the descriptor for this particular piece of hardware. I don't know if I want to pull it from Planet Earth or from the SRD because they're both really interesting. A uh, the gun, like the stock of which has a bit of like a C shape down as if you could like hook it under your armpit long as about a rifle uh, because rifle it is i i wanted to diversify my options a little bit i picked up a giselle i like it tusks right suits you the craftsmanship is interesting if if we come into a scenario where any looks at the three of you anyone needs a little more range just ask Anita's like like right off to the side in the back, just making sh- she's ironing out whatever wrinkles she's polishing Wybert a little bit. Yeah, and Ruffy's going, as he usually does, and goes and helps her of all the spots she missed, like wipes off some soot and straightens some of her, you know, her t- like her, whatever. So. Ruffy, we might, we might see Maeve. It's a possibility we are heading that way. Not, do I look okay? spot on. Alright. Okay. Spot on your shirt right there. Oh, there is? Yeah, no, that's what I was trying to say. You got a spot on there. Oh, it adds character. Don't worry about it. Just be yourself. I run up and change my shirt real quick. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's an interesting thing, right? Because you came here straight from prison. Does, does it need to have a lot of, like backup clothing options or does she need to do some has she done any All clothes right, jump cut to the Kojak mission we need to get a change of clothes <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, she'll, she'll cut a hole out of, <laughs> of the spot <laughs> just in a panic <laughs> alright there's no spot anymore did you cut your shirt well I don't know what you're talking about it looks wonderful A plus come come we need to go all right. I can think of is that scene in Mean Girls where they cut the like shirt it. and they're just like and walk away. On Wednesdays we wear plus one full play. <laughs> Here it outlaws of Alcanstar. Alright, I'm ready. Alright, any last minute shopping prep you guys need to do before we set out? Have you Anita oh, my reagents. Right, you get your daily reagents to prep. You get your level three, so you get three now. Yes. So you can make even more stuff. Um do we still have that lightning that you gave us or no more? Not anymore. It should have, uh... If you do, like if you click, you like, the full click... rest icon, it'll, like, erase them off your sheet. Disappear. Ah, alright. Yeah, those are daily prep stuff, so, uh... When you rest, it kind of loses its efficiency. Mm-hmm. Still there. Bottled lightning. Lesser. I think those are ones we picked up in loot somewhere. Yeah, that's, uh... that is true, because you did get some that were temporary and some that were permanent. So if they're still there and looking at it, that one is, um, the one you have there is a, uh, a non-temporary one. I think it came from Gattleby when you, uh, yeah, you gave it to before you right. left the, this place. Or no, they were like, they were looted from the traps. 
if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, that could be true, too, right? You did lose some from the trap. Yeah. So, as, uh, right during breakfast and as we're having the meeting, Rafi has been cleaning his his pistol. Still cleaning his gun. I mean, I just assume you're always cleaning your pistol. Yeah, you clean your pistol again? I mean... Have you seen that the, how, all the black powder that these things use? Is that how Annie got that spot on her shirt? Because you were using her shirt to clean off the... Oh, never mind. All right. Don't tell her that. My lips are sealed. You can see um, Gattleby has also, like, now that he's awakened in full swing, he's back to sort of doing his tinkering in the workshop in the bullet works um but like uh phoebe has put up like curtains and the blackout window so the entire room is completely blacked out now so people can't actually see him working but he's in there working and um she's given him upstairs from you guys he's got his own room but um he actually has a um you would have seen it it's basically a bedroom like a false bedroom, and then in the back there's like a secret door that leads to a second secret bedroom. So Gat will be staying in the secret bedroom behind the other bedroom so that he has a fairly safe, secure place to be. Um, so if someone pokes their nose around, he theoretically won't just be visible. Anita, you got your daily prep things prepped now? All right. Yes, so we head out to Rika's reagents. Um, so this is the first time that you guys as a group have kind of crossed the Ostradi River. Um, there are two bridges that kind of go across. One is older and looks like it's more in disrepair. It definitely has a bunch of signs that say, like, no vehicles. It's the kind of thing that um, is probably soon to be decommissioned entirely but in the meantime uh most vehicles and and heavy cargo will use the newer bridge and the other bridge is kind of regulated to foot traffic and uh you know people that can't pay the toll or won't pay the toll to cross the other bridge because there's a silver toll per head and um one gold per cart that crosses on the new newly built bridge. Um, but for you guys just being on foot and you can take the other bridge without having to pay if you like. Uh, yeah, it, it's quite a walk, right? And I don't know many, how many of you have been in the other side, but there is a shift as you cross the river. It's almost like stepping into a new city. There's much less uh, soot, you can see the buildings are kept up more. The, the sky has thinned out a bit. So the smog, while still present, you can actually see a bit more of like the blue and the sunlight kind of peeking through. Uh, people here are dressed a little nicer, a little more made up. It's more about leisure and uh, white collar type work. It's less like blue collar factory jobs um, like you would have over on Smokeside. Um, and even as you take a deep breath, it just smells fresher. It smells like a new city. Like the smell is different. 
in uh in here and even like saruk i think as you kind of cross the bridge and kind of some part over the estrada you start feeling almost like a like a warmth a magical tingle inside of yourself as that sort of barrier between your magic comes back to you and as you cross here into skyside you feel that connection with majagua and you have access to some of your divine spell abilities now. Nice. Unfortunately, I don't have any of those from the champion archetype, but I appreciate the You didn't even have a focus point? I thought you had a focus yeah. pool, no? I'll get it. If I were to take the, the Lanans uh, at level four, I suppose, then I would get Got a focus it. point. So if you don't have actual powers, you just feel like a veil. The joke is with me. There is a, a stronger connection with you, for sure. And... Yeah. Pops his collar a little higher and tilts his hat a little bit lower. And uh, before long, like as soon as you cross the bridge and make your way into Skyside, the Blither College stands uh, dominating the skyline. Um, it's basically a uh, a giant tower. There are multiple classrooms, multiple offices, multiple research facilities, labs, libraries, and, you know, Anita, you find yourself sort of longing for some of your days gone by. You spent a lot of your time there um, in the college up until you were unceremoniously expelled right before you went and murdered a guy. Right, af <laughs> right after, no, right after you murdered a guy. Sorry, right after you murdered a guy. I never murdered anyone. <laughs> it was why, but don't make it. Why, but no kidding. And then my death machine is right behind me. Just boop, boop, yeah. boop. Wyvern just kind of... Yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. I love butter. If uh, When we get closer to Blythe, uh, uh, Annie would actually be like hiding into her coat a little bit more. Um, there's still like that hint of shame in her, even though she's technically free, but not really. Um, so she would do her best to uh, not be seen by her old, like, classmates and and teachers and professors. Right. But she'll be looking at the bakery where, where like, Maeve works. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that bakery in this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. So I think for sure it would be the kind of thing that you would pass on the way to Rika's. And um, as you're kind of coming down the street, that smell of... Fresh baked bread hits your nose, um, and uh, you're kind of like instinctively eyes are drawn, and it's it's kind of off the side of the road a little bit, so you can see it as you're walking past. But the bakery, what is the name of the bakery? Is it like Nice Buns? Did you name the bakery? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I just know it was like in the Auburn district. It was in the the flashback intro that you made us do. Yep. yep. <laughs> It's in this district, episode. so it's definitely yeah. in the area. And uh, do mm -hmm. you, like, stop to go by? I just uh, try Bakery. and see see through the, um, like, the glass window if, like, if Maeve is working, like, the cashier. Got it. Uh, you you do a little peek in and, and look. It does not appear right now that she is at least working the register in the, the main sort of register entry way. So if she is, she's not visible from the street. 
Right, well, I guess that's good for me because there's a fucking hole in my shirt. But, like, they wouldn't have noticed that because Anita would have, like, fallen back a little bit as uh, the closer they would have gotten to the, the bakery. Okay. So you push past the bakery and um, the road sort of forks off and splits and you follow it towards uh, Blither College and right across the street, nestled um, at the bottom street level, there's a sign. It doubles as, you know, a bookstore and also a alchemy shop. There is a the same image, the same picture that's on the order form that you hold in your hand. It's the Corvum flying and holding an alchemical vial in each hand. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Rika's reagents. Annie. Mm. You didn't want to stop at Needproof Bakery? No, not really. She wasn't even there. I mean, you have a good reason for not coming by. Um, what? I mean, you have a good reason for not having come by. I know, but... Also, I'm still, like, a little wanted. The shield marshals... I saw them look at me and how as we crossed the bridge. I don't want to give them any reason to like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm do no, by her. no means an expert on these things. Far from it, as you know. But uh, part of me thinks that Maeve maybe might like that a bit more. You know, I was actually planning on you know like surprising her at 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 her house. Um, this was before I figured out that Kojak was actually being monitored by a bunch of shield marshal officers. So, but maybe I'll drop by, you know, send her a letter or something. How about I do that, like, today on our way back? Right. I got your back, whatever you want to do. Alright, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll write a letter and then I'll just pass it on her co-workers. But what? be mysterious. Like not, not saying my name in the don't letter. Don't be mysterious. You just you gotta say how you feel. You gotta. Hey, I'm sorry. Some things came up. I I struggle to know the relationship. But don't be mysterious. Uh, huh? You you're mistaking me a bit, Annie. What I'm saying is, don't. This isn't one of your textbooks essays, right? So be efficient in what I'm saying. Like a go. line instead of a page. Do I Stay write on topic. Me? Stay on topic. I miss you. No? No? It's a good start. It's Leave good start. the nose out. I cope by sleeping with other people. No? Dina! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, you said to be honest, I have that, been feeling that... quite guilty over those exploits, however, but at the same time, not really. I mean, it was fun on my end. But... Well, maybe you're well, learning something more about yourself. I, far be it from me to judge. But I mean, we're not together. It's just, she also didn't visit me in the prison, Ruffy. I'm just saying. So, you, I miss you. I'm not eating that now. 
Maybe she was busy, you know, baking bones. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, she does work two jobs. She works in the mornings here at the bakery, and then, you know, she also dances at night. Um, I miss you. Why didn't you visit me? Oh, don't make it accusatory. You can okay. have that conversation in per person. I, I'm upset that... No. I miss your I face. I miss you. Let's talk. Yes, I miss your face. Let's talk soon. Miss your face. Let's talk soon. Ania. Alright. I fold a piece of parchment, put it in my pocket, and then just... Give it to one of our co-workers, yeah. Oh, you're going to the bakery? You actually don't. Oh, no, 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 not, not yet. Like, on our way back. Got it. But it's it's on my person. Got it. Cool. So, uh... The sort Rikas of... Rikas Yep, you hide into Rikas, like, the door hits the bell, it rings. Um, as you come in, uh, I have some art I can share for Rika. Let's see. Um... Yeah, let's go ahead and show Give us this. a face. Ooh, wow. She's so That's classy. a nice image I have never seen before. Yeah, all. this is so <laughs> interesting. And I've never... Oh. <laughs> for real, every NPC's art that comes out, like, mm, yeah, that's yeah, dope. So that's my next character. Right. She's a, Tengu a female, after my own heart. Little Tengu, she's got the double piercing and the sort of, like, colorful... And the beak, right? That's so cool. Yeah. Yep. Wow, so, that's uh, painful. There's like the the ringing of the bell as you step into the shop. Um, you can see there's rows and rows of books, like alchemy textbook, magical textbook, religious textbook. It's it's it functions as like a bookstore repository. So most of the entry level classes or most of the books that you would be expected to buy for as like a new student in Blithir could be purchased here. Um, and then beyond that, there's sort of the alchemy nook in the back. Um, and as you kind of make your way back there, there's like a sort of a ring a bell for service sort of, um, sort of thing on the counter. And right next to it, there's just a stack of blank order forms that look very similar to the one that you have already on your persons. There's like a, an incense burning and a, like a sort of nice smell that kind of mixes with the fresh print of the book and the, the parchment and the ink. And, uh, yeah, Anita, you feel at home here in uh, you feel at home here in the bookstore in a way you have, probably haven't felt in a little while. But uh, what are you guys doing? There, it seems to be like there's a few students milling about. Nobody you recognize, Anita. Um, and it seems like Rika is not currently here. She's probably in the back. Uh, ring the bell. So right. I think while she's doing that to. Because this is Anita's bag, I think Saruk is just gonna like idly peruse things, look around, aka case the joint. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and give me a uh, a sort of perception check as you're perusing the joint. Is there something? Are you looking for something out of the ordinary? You're looking for like someone following you? You're looking for any sign of the powder keg punks? Like, what is it you're like kind of keeping your eye out for? So I know. Saruk's probably of like two minds on the one hand this is interesting never seen this before huh okay this kind of <laughs> reminds me of back home when i went to college on the other hand there's something amiss and we need to track it down so sure bit of column a bit of column b got it i think how would be uh i'm front scouting around like walking around to the back if there's a back just just seeing if there's anything outside that looks out of place or like one of these punks mm-hmm 
You can give me a, a check as well. Uh, for I know I just rolled a thing, but really quickly, uh, since this is going to be a thing we're doing for a while, I think I'm going to chug that thing mm. that was given to me by Anita. Mmm, yummy. I don't have a token to drag. Oh, here we go. Delicious. I'm now super encumbered in my armor, but there's a plus one item bonus on the thing I just did. Okay, perfect. So you guys are both on the lookout for any anything that might have come that might come up as you're scouting. Um, nothing immediately jumps out with either one of you, but your eyes are still sort of peeled. Uh, Rika comes out as you ring the bell. Oh, yes, dear. Uh, do you have an order form? She like holds. Her, she sees you holding the order form. She she wants to know if like you're here to submit like an order. Oh, no, Miss Riker. I we actually have a couple of questions for you. Uh, would you perchance recognize this or maybe have copies in there in your room? You, do you show her like the order form? Is that yeah. what you're doing? Yeah. She takes it and she has to like pull little spectacles in and pulls it close, looks at the handwriting. I mean, can't say I can help much. I mean, she motions. There's an entire stack of order forms here that anyone can use, dear. Uh, and the address of the famously reclusive Gattleby is practically common knowledge here on campus. He's a bit of a celebrity. Uh, most are fans of his work since his exhibit. Did you see it? Were you there? Yes. Fortunately, I was. Quite, quite a spectacle from what I understand. I I didn't have the opportunity to see it, but I definitely heard it. Oh, it was massive. Definitely. But because of that exhibit, things have dominoed into what we're trying to do now. There's a... Would we, we have an investigation. We're trying to look for a certain group of people. Have you encountered anyone eccentric for the past couple of days? Maybe people who seem as if they've inhaled lines of black powder. They laugh at them at fire she's hitting got the, their skin. She's got the the glasses like down as she looks. Well, eccentric doesn't exactly narrow down most of my clientele, dear. But that last bit. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They were there's some hoodlums like that around here about a week ago. Outside the shop lighting things on fire. Mm. Uh yes. I think a couple of them came in and purchased some alchemist fire. <laughs> then they went outside and just threw it right in the street, just out there. And she motions out in the middle of the street. Oh, no, Almost burned the whole neighborhood down. <laughs> then he had the nerve to come back and try to buy more. Oh, I turned him away. And and they had the money to buy more. They didn't steal anything from you. Have are you missing anything? Oh, I should hope not. I do inventory every Sunday, every whatever Sunday equivalent is in the Galarian. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you? It's did still you hear? Sunday. It's Oath Day. What is oath it? Oath. Oath Day. Oath Day. Oath Day. Uh, all right, so they were just dilly dallying around outside with your alchemist fire. They didn't have any conversations, or 
drop any names that you might might remember anything that stood out for most people and most things I've seen got a great memory like that uh sorry I, I'm sorry I'm not we're here dearie but no I that was it they purchased some Alchemist fire they burned it I turned them away mm. all right lies the paper to back Saruk. to you oh thank you I turned to Saruk um not much here there's so Did you much find anything there's so much here I've never seen before. This I know, is it's, it's amazing, truly isn't it? fascinating. What did you put in what you gave me? Also, I feel I grabs nearest book, opens oh. it, begins to peruse. What I gave you should help a little bit. Oh, it does. It it does. There's like another ringing bell as like another customer like comes in and kind of like pushes past you and needed to get to Rika, and she she turns her attention to help like the new customer who has like an order form and looks like they're in a hurry, and Rika's just like, oh, if there's anything more I can help with, just don't hesitate to ask, and she turns to help the new customer, and you see like the customer has like an order form and she like takes it and looks at it, nods that it's in order, kind of goes behind the counter opens her big binder, snaps it open, puts the order form inside, closes it, gets her little stamp out, stamps the order, uh, signs it, and then brings him the stuff. Goes in the back to get the stuff for him. She's got a very methodical sort of record keeping for all the stuff she sells. Okay. The effect should wear off after a minute. No. Oh. Yeah. Excellent. But I have another one in case you need it. Just let me know. Yeah, will do. No, I didn't find anything immediately. First hit is free. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ruffy. And uh, Hal, as you're just pacing outside, keeping an eye on things, it seems all quiet. There's no, no one seems to be coming along. No one seems to be following you. There's no signs of explosions or powder keg punks or, you know, I think the the most dangerous thing in this neck of the woods is more shield marshals than you're probably used to over in Smokeside. But they barely even give you a second look as they kind of pass by. Alright, so. so they the, the, the powder keg punks definitely have money. Uh they according to Rika, you know, they were just going in here to, to buy a couple of alchemists' fires, throw them away, and then go back in there to buy some wool. I, I see. I think someone's I don't know. Alchemist fire is an ex is 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 inexpensive, yes, but for the amount that they use, where are they getting the money? So maybe I think my major reaction to this is well, they get a bunch of money doing what they want to do, and then they find things that explode, take them out to the street, explode them, and then uh, they rinse. But I'll let me go talk to her. I'll no. start making my way towards the counter. Making my way. Making my way to the counter. Yeah, so uh, Rika, you head over and she's just, she's kind of finishing up with that other customer. She's got their order. It looks like it's like a crate with all these files. She's one by one making sure that it matches the order form. 
until both parties are in agreement and then she hands over and the little like blither collars student sort of like picks it up and with like a bunch of like hurry in the face like turns around and starts rushing back to campus so she she can get the order back to her uh professor um and she looks up quite a bit at you saru hi we're uh i'm a friend of anita's we're looking into the the individuals that showed up and i presume tried to burn the entire block down you you don't happen to know anything that would help us out would you i mean hoodlums no good teenage looking goblins outside burning things uh i mean they had manners surprising they behaved themselves in the shop uh you would expect somebody that would just throw an Occam's fire in the street, just burn away money like that to be, I don't know, uncouth, but no, they had, they were like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. I didn't expect it. It was like shocking. And it was just alchemist fires. They didn't want anything else, didn't ask you any other leading questions. No, they, they literally said, ma'am. Do you happen to sell alchemist fire hair? And I told them we do, as a matter of fact. And I tried to direct them towards some of the formulas or the textbooks and the theory of alchemist fire. But they let me know that they were just interested in the end product. So I had some on hand. I sold it to them. Yeah. I see. It couldn't have been a more normal transaction. And nothing has gone missing since this. Hmm. No, my inventory has been spot on. I mean, I, I might catch the occasional student trying to nick a book or two, but nothing major. And definitely I haven't seen them again. I see. At which point Sir produces the crumpled order form. So... I'm sure you heard about what happened at the bridge yesterday. Yeah. She like kind of like looks down. She's got like a little like a uh, newspaper kind of folded and she kind of like opens and then like on below the bottom fold, there's like a whole news article about the explosion, like at bottleneck bridge. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. So we found this on, <laughs> there was an altercation. We had to defend ourselves. It was us or them. You, understand i see so the same the same well it wasn't my alchemist fire i'll let i only sold them two bottles and they just threw them at them at a passing by cart right outside my shop like that was traumatizing uh no uh, i mean i i I tell you i would love to help i just do you have more to go on I, I, I've only saw him the one time, I'm sorry. Glances over to Anita. You saw, like, I saw, I know you can't see it because your camera is off, but, like, I saw Reficule with his hand up a minute ago. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. Right, just a couple of questions while uh, this nice, lovely shopkeeper is having this conversation with Tusks. Uh, while the paladin is distracted, rogue's got a rogue. Uh-oh. Uh, not a rogue anymore, but always a rogue in spirit. Um, how distracted is she, and where is that inventory book? 
the inventory book is kept behind the counter. Like she, when you saw it, right? She's on the other side of a counter and it's, it's kind of mm. tucked below it. And she's currently where Saruk is standing right in front of it. So there isn't uh, so much of a distraction like where she is, but theoretically you could, if you could draw her away or her attention was drawn away from the alchemy like corner for whatever reason, you would have a shot to grab it. All right, I'll keep it in mind. I was wondering if it was maybe while like in the back while she's talking with Toss and I could kind of. Yeah, unfortunately, but if it's right there. I'm not going to make a play for it. Right unfortunately, Saruk and Rika are talking right where the book is right now. All right, just wanted to know. Yep, yep, got it. Well, I mean, I could tell you that Alchemist Fire is not exactly hard to come by in Alkenstar. You could probably buy it in most corner shops. I don't know why yeah. they were here and on my neck of the woods buying it. It seems a uh, bit strange. I mean, flips over the note where Gattleby's name and address is written. The altercation involved Gattleby. I, if I had to guess, I would say they came here to get what is presumably very easy knowledge to pick up in this shop and then had an excuse to be here and then went and blew stuff up. I don't know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, if you think of anything else, we will be around. As you, I, as you say this and up. have this sort of conversation wrapping up, it does look like, based on the sort of clues and information you currently have, there isn't much that Rika can help you with. But make a perception check for Saruk in this moment. Like, you're talking out, you're talking some of the pieces. With you and her, maybe you can unpuzzle a bit of what's going on here. Appreciate ya. Do I see what Refi is stealing? Uh, just your heart, Tusks. Just your heart. Yeah. You know it. Um, I think in no, you don't have any clue that Ruffy's planning, and um, you also you you you're able to piece together that there's a missing piece to this puzzle that you don't have yet. And if you feel like if you had that one clue, that you might be able to to uh, to break. Like she would probably be helpful enough to break it open, but. Without that clue, with that missing puzzle piece, Rike is not going to be much use to you here. Let's swing by here after we're done at the Longhorn. I think we're missing something. Come on, Anita. All right. Annie, before we leave. Yeah. Do you happen to remember those. that formula that we got at the brewery? Mm-hmm. It's an A. Why? What about it? I'm thinking. They're at, people are after Gattleby for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe ask if there's been anyone in ordering those types of ingredients. Oh, right. Oh, Saruk. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, like we come back and then so Ruffy had this idea that maybe we should ask Raika if anyone has been uh, or, like ordering the ingredients that were uh, that's in the uh, the formula form that we saw at the brewery so I say that real quick and then go to Raika and then ask her has anyone been uh, ordering for these materials from you and then I'll be referencing the materials from the formula of the unstable pyronite 
dear, I mean, I, I can't just go. That's private information. I use it. She looks at you, and you give her like the puppy dog. Can you make a diplomacy check for me, Anita? Okay. I can I can stick a clickable link in chat if you want. Saruk is in earshot. I'm gonna do the thing that I do. Do the thing that you do. Which I remember where the button to click. That thing, that thing, that thing. Yep, so clue in the plus one circumstance bonus. Oh, I would like to use... I rolled a 15, but I would like to use a hero point. 15 plus the one circumstance hero bonus point. is 16. It is, yeah, we are a hero point. We are pretty far through the night. Let's use the hero point. This is a heroic moment for Anita. Hero point? Have Rock you learned moment. how to Talking manipulate? Talking to nerds about nerd shit. Have 25. You... 25. 25 is a success. So as you give her the puppy dog eyes, you know, and you know, she, she's sympathetic to your thing to your cause and she wants to help so she agrees she doesn't she can basically give you she can give you let you look through the book right so she pulls out the order form book puts it on the counter for you to have access to it has basically all the orders that she's done for this month and you like as you look at the binder there's probably close to like a hundred orders here just already this month um so she doesn't want you to take it, but she'll let you peruse it to see if you can find what you're looking for. I'll do my best. Okay. So this is basically just a sort of a time sink here, right? Like how long does, how you're looking for basically chemicals that look mm. similar. What are, yeah, what is it you're like? You said something like similar to what the reference that you found in Gattleby's. Similar to the raw materials that are found in the Pyronite formula. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you do have a general understanding of the Pyronite formula, uh, at least an mm-hmm. older version of it. Okay. Awesome. Um, give me a perception check. And then for the rest of you, while Anita is doing this, this may be like, depending on how well she rolls, this might be the kind of thing where she spends multiple hours perusing the book to find the right thing. Uh, this is like a needle in a haystack. What would the rest of you be doing in the meantime? Honestly, I think Saruk is oh, oh, natural yeah. one. Do you have another hero point? No. She doesn't. Hang on. You, you go have another hero point. I'm selling oh. it to you. I'm metagaming in the Twitch chat. That's where we got the Twitch chat, the Twitch chat interaction. So we have a hero point about to come your way, Anita. I totally know how to do that on mobile. Completely. 100%. Yeah. Scrolling up. Action words. <laughs> Goblin for us! Not plot armor for Saruk, don't do that! But you can do that if you want to, he would appreciate it. Whoa! <laughs> oh, look at that! Uh, Anita gets a hero point! Amazing! Amazing! Wow, Saruk's gonna wow. roll the likewise. Thank you for the support. Nice. Ah, oh, it's an 11. Yep. That's a 12. So Saruk aids. Better Anita. than a 1. A 12 is better than a 1. With a natural 1, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have found it. Um, yeah. I think with Saruk's uh, aid and your roll of a total of 12, uh, that's not bad. So I think, sorry, I was trying, I was trying to, res- I never resubscribed on Twitch, so I was trying to do it right now on mobile, but uh, you've got to later. protect your income, Anita. So, no. this, I'm going to say, this is basically a four hour search of the book for Anita and Saruk to find what she's looking for. So, for Hal and Reficule. You guys are basically have four hours to screw around in 
this area? Like, what? Do, what are you guys? How are you guys pass the time? I think you know, Hal would chase the long thing. Head in after an hour or so and look at Anita and Saruk and did you uh, look up their order? Like, it was anything? Did they anything else on the order besides what they ordered? Is there anything in here that like might have matches what they had before? Maybe you should check out their order and see what they, or at least maybe it's in alphabetical order to check the order of the people that came. And We're working on it. Oh, it's okay. a process. I'll be outside. Did you guys want to check the the lounge? Or do this, or it might not be the worst idea to go stake out the place. We could check it out. Yeah, I get a big grin on my face. But... You want to check it out? All right, before you guys head out, just to just to make you... <laughs> I'll, I'll have some the stuff door to give you. Brett? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, Miss Mendoza. Here, this is a mutagen, a cognitive mutagen. I'm just, I'm going to give it to you. However, when you drink it, you will feel weak. So you wouldn't be able to do the stuff that you're good at. So squeezing in, jumping from one roof to another. You and Rafi could, you know, figure out who wants what. And then, in case you are in a chase, I'm going to give each of you this thing called like a cheater's elixir. So one for you, Rafi, and then one for you, Cheater's elixir. It's a is cheater. Is that what you're doing in Blyther? No, I'm not a cheater. But this is a cheater's elixir. It should make you go fast, faster. That's what I said, if a needed. cheater's elixir. There would be a lot of money in a cheater elixir, for sure. <laughs> Why are you like this? Don't answer. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm also going to... Before the sunset. Um, at the same time, just uh, I'm going to look over... Well, good luck with that, Annie. And look over her shoulder and look at the book. And uh, I'm going to attempt to steal the note. Oh, okay. Ah. For Maeve. Yeah, the uh, the crumpled up. The note or... Oh, the note for Maeve. Awesome. Okay. Uh -huh. This will be a thievery check oh. from Reficule against Anita's passive perception. It's pretty bad. It's a 15. This is... Uh, what, is what is the... It's I forget what the name of the action is. Steel. It's just called steel. Thievery. I forget. I'm looking it up. Uh, actions. Under skills. What's your passive? Fifteen. <laughs> okay. What it's worth. It's good enough. Is standing right there, and his passive is seventeen. So okay. So in this case, yeah. for sure, uh, success. You compare it against every. Sorry, so with steel, you try to take a small object mm -hmm. from another creature without being noticed. Okay, a temporary theory check to determine if you steal the object. The DC distills usually the perception of the DC wearing the object. That's Anita's. So you successfully have gotten it. Mm -hmm. um, unless it's like secured in a more protective way, you would take a penalty to your thievery check. But she just had it in her pocket. So I think in this case, you succeed. You get the item. Anita doesn't notice. But Saruk does. At the corner of Saruk's eyes, you notice that Ruffy has slipped the note out of Anita's pocket into his own. So Saruk does notice it. So what does Saruk do anything with that information? 
trying to remember what languages I know that Refi speaks. You've heard me speak a few times in Kalesh. Kalesh, yeah. Uh, I don't know Kalesh. <laughs> That's where this gun came from. <laughs> Kalesh is, is in common. common in Alkenstar, right? Is it really? Is it? I have no idea. It would make a lot of sense based on It's the one genre. of the languages spoken in Alkenstar. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, one of the more. Uh, it's, it's spoken by merchants, and like a bit higher up, you know. Makes sense. Got it. So then, just I see it happen. No, you know, I think all of this is for the best. I think maybe sending the boys out to do what they do best might uh, help us get what we need to get done uh, a little more efficiently. You know what I mean, Anita? I wink at Revy. It's Taldane. You're gonna be here. Taldane's common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you both seem like you'll be here a while, and uh, we have a few things we wanted to get done tonight. You feeling a bit hungry, Hal? And I give a wink back to Saruk. <laughs> yeah, I could eat. How about some baked goods? And we walk out the door. Yep, so, uh, you head over to the bakery, I assume, the Needproof Bakery. Mm-hmm, we head back before... It's just around the corner. It's, I it's know where it is. Corner. We picked up Maeve there. I'll hand Refuel the Cognigenin Potion. I, I don't know, she says it's some real word I never heard before, so this has got to be for you, because I ain't going to drink something that I, I don't know. Cognigenitive... Uh, uh, I think meat. it's if you have, I think if you're a little, it's like if you're allergic to something, you take this, right? Yeah, it looks about for any dog. I'm not allergic to dogs, cats maybe, but not dogs. Mm. I, I, I don't need that. You're not like you, gluten sensitive or anything, are you? What is a what is gluten? I don't know. Annie kept talking about it when we were eating bread. She went on this whole tangent for like a month where she's like, I can't eat gluten. Someone at, co- at college told her something about it and she's like, I can't eat gluten and she wouldn't eat cake. She wouldn't eat any of the brownies. It's, I mean, I was fine with it. It was more for me, but uh... Speaking of cake. Yeah, we're here. Yep. So, so uh, the smell of fresh baked bread was from the store, not dissimilar to Saruk's uh, baking, except for here, they seem to have more of a, a it, it leans towards the sweets, like cupcakes and cookies and donuts and brownies and things like that. Um, and that kind of hits your, your nose as you kind of, uh, come into the Needproof Bakery, uh, and the smell only gets more delicious inside. And there's a young man behind the counter who smiles and uh, ask what he can get for you. And there's a nice display case with like all kinds of baked goods. I'll pick uh, probably my usual little, uh, probably like the sweetest thing that they have there <laughs> is what I usually get. Okay. Um, how do you want one? It's, it's basically like a brownie with whipped cream, chocolate chips, and like covered in chocolate on top of that. Sprinkles, lots of sprinkles, and sprinkles, extra sprinkles, whatever you recommend. You like I'll take, I mean, whatever you recommend. That's, I'm good with that. I mean, th- this might be one of my favorite things to eat in Alkenstar. 
Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's you have this. You might not be able to go back to Lizard Tales. I'm just warning you. You're out of your mind. So I'll get, I'll get two of those. Two. And uh, is uh, Maeve around? Uh, Maeve. Oh, she. You missed her. She just left about an hour ago. Right. Uh, could you? Uh, Are you a friend? Uh, friend of a friend. Um. Shit. Anything? No. Um. Could you, could you put this in her like locker or something? Just a note. Uh, sure. Should I let her know who it's for? Will she know? She'll know. And it's just for her eyes, right? Make an intimidation check. Because Ma- Maeve will tell me, and you don't want to cross Maeve. <laughs> yeah, it- make intimidation check. <laughs> As you see them take the note. That's pretty That's a 26. Thing. Yeah, the look that you give and the, like, the body language that you see, like, you've instilled, like, the fear into them. Your words... They do know what Maeve yeah. is like, and it's, I'm not trying to make them scared of me. I yeah, know yeah. that they're going to be scared of Maeve. Exactly, they're they're seeing Maeve's personality. They're like, oh, right. Takes the note, uh, pauses for a second. Like, do you know? Do you know where she's going? She's not being very open about why she quit. I'm sorry. Yeah, she put in her notice. Uh, her, she's she's only got like three more shifts, and she's out of here. Uh, I've been a bit, haven't been on this side of town recently, so, uh, haven't really spoken with her in a bit, so, couldn't tell you, friend, sorry. Uh, goes over and you see it kind of, like, slips through the little slot into her, like, little personal locker cubby. Like, I mean, you know, she's, uh, I was gonna say she's nice, but you obviously know her, I was gonna say more, like, imposing... A lot. She's Shocked a lot. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just curious. I mean, all right. If, if you don't know, that's yeah. fine. I, I. I mean, comes a time we all try to move on to new and better things, right? I mean, I have aspirations of maybe one day attending Blithir. And like longingly stares out the front window at the like imposing college in the distance, but uh, you've got aspirations, oh friend. I'm sorry. I think I've got a potion that might help with that. <laughs> Is it a cheater's elixir? <laughs> um, you know they say like, you know, like breathe in some steam water or something. It might help with that aspiration, like the essential oils type deal. Nice. Hmm. That's what uh, I've heard at least. He does ring you up for the the two like sweets if that's all you want. Uh, they're a silver mm-hmm. each. I'll give him three silver. Okay. Thanks for all the help, friend. He drops the extra silver into the little chip chip jar that's there, just like, and uh, I'll I'll let Maeve know that you came. You were asking about her. I think you were muted, or your cable came out. 
Just uh, make sure she gets the note. Will do. And then there's already like a sort of a small line forming behind you, so he mm-hmm. moves to help the next person. And I greedily and happily eye my little brownie uh-huh. cake. You're in for a treat, Hal. And I just start scarfing it down. <laughs> <laughs> what like is before Hal we like? like no like manners, no like pre just like like chocolate <laughs> on my face. Like super sweet. Alright, that's like uh, too sweet, you know, like a children's. We really dessert. came fucking full circle with that ref he gets a donut arc this session. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um Let's head to the lounge. Yeah. And just to, Keep our eyes open. Yeah, so there's this. There's sort of like the picture in picture where like Anita and Saruk are like cross-referencing every single order form, going back for like the whole month, looking. Nothing seems to be lining up. You're getting like sort of frustrated. Uh, Rika has to constantly take the book back to take a new order and like sort of put it back in the front of the book, which makes you lose your place and you got to go back and find it again. Um, I think you know you're, you're getting a little frustrated at your lack of of. Uh, of success, but you keep at it. And, and in the background and like sort of the, the picture in picture thing, we have like Refi is, is like already ate his whole thing in house, like, like nibbling at it as they walk over to, uh, to the Grayson Hills district. And this, this part, it's actually interesting. Cause this is the capital district. So to get, even get in here, there's like heavy guards, right? There's like, it's, it's meter. There's like one major gate that you can get in and out of. Um, and, you pretty much need to have like official business in the capital district or residence or something to even get access. I mean, there might be a way for you guys to sort of slip in unnoticed or socially engineer your way in, but this is like kind of a a tense situation where you're both fairly wanted people here and the shield marshal seem to be inspecting anything in and out of the capital district today. And also, just to point out, like looming just to the side of here, the giant Alcastar Castle where the Duchess lives, where the entire central government here, there is like a full-blown castle with the protection walls right here on the banks of the Estradi, um, kind of looming even higher than Blithir over the top of you. The only thing taller than the castle is Grayson's Fingers. And as we get closer towards Grayson's Fingers... The smile that's been on Refi's face since he ate the cake and brownie starts to fade. Gets a little more somber. Wipes the chocolate from my face. Uh, it might be... might be a bit of trouble to get into the district. What do you mean? It's a what bit guarded. And, uh, well... I haven't been here in quite a while, and when I was here before, I tended to... I was with someone that, you know, I could just walk right in. Hmm. Well, maybe we should think about going over, or under, or around, or wait till it gets a little bit dark, and uh, sneak our way through. Might be an option. I think, uh... Well, I normally I'd say that we should just try to bribe our way through, but I'm not sure if our gold would be enough to cover 
the amount that's on our heads. Yeah, it's probably true. And if uh, your old friend Loveless still uh, still has her orders out for her men, then no amount of gold will help there. Yep, I agree. Let's uh, look around for a place we can kind of sneak over, under, or through. I agree. Yep, you guys can both give me perception checks as you look for weak points in the city's defenses. Perception. That's a 17 for Reficule. 17 for Reficule. Oh, almost a natural 16 for Hal. 16 for Hal. Um, so each of you come to a different conclusion here. How your first thought is to subvert, to find a way around, over, under, like you said. Um, you're pretty sure that if you wanted to, the, the, the security here would probably be tighter than the security from outside the city getting in, especially on the eastern side of the city. So your inclination is to find a way to double back outside the walls into the manaways, into the farmlands outside, and kind of double back around. You feel like that would probably be the path of least resistance, and that would be your preferred approach. But Reficule, as you're looking at this, um, sizing up the guards themselves, you notice that there is a single like guard posted at one of the entrances. And as you watch him, you could tell that his eyes are sort of glazed over. He looks almost hung over. He looks like his head is not fully in his job. And you can tell he's basically waving people through without so much as giving him like a half glance. Like this guy is a bit inebriated and a bit bad at his job. And you're pretty sure if you guys just kind of aimed towards him, you'd be able to get through without issue. I like your plan, Hal, but I feel like even with how big that inventory book is, Tusks and Annie will probably be done by the time we even get back from the Manoace. Might be a bit too far to double back. All right, but you owe me some tales. (laughs) <laughs> you might want to work on the phrasing for that but sure <laughs> um, but, so, uh, I think onward. we could just walk on by yeah and you guys you know you manage to get through past the guard uh, he, you kind of get near him he doesn't even give you like a second glance you kind of see behind him there's like a half peeled poster with Hal's face like on there like a wanted poster kind of like the wind and the weather has like torn most of it off he barely looks at Hal as you come through um, and you gain entrance to the capital district and here the streets are clean the marshals are you know very much in heavy force like keeping the peace there's merchants there's the richest people in all of Alkenstar the finest clothing uh, this is the creme de la creme of Alkenstar itself um, and not too far from Grayson's Fingers is where you know Reficule the Longhorn Lounges 
and uh, you guys are able to find up, find your way over there and post up across the street. There's like an open, a nice park. You don't see much of this in Alcester, but there's an actual park with green grass right out front that a lot of families are having like picnics and stuff in. Um, and you can post up in the park with your eye on the, the lounge if you'd like. Yeah, on the way there, Refi just pauses and stares at one of the fingers for a bit. You ever been doing? to the capital? Sorry. <sighs> no, no, it's fine. Just a bit of reminiscing, I guess. You ever been to the capital district before? How? Huh? I yeah, assume you around. would with your friends. Yeah, I used to go on walk-alongs with Lyrian. We would go here, we go there. One, and he points over to Castle. We went in there one time before, but uh, it was just because uh, somebody's making a ruckus out here. Uh, they themselves were from the smoke side and hooting and hollering and too close to the castle. They made us shoo them away, but I've been around. Certainly, I mean, certainly a lot different. And what um, I'm used to, and he glances back over towards the smoke side, just across the river, and it's a whole different experience. Yes, Lyrian, is that the is that the friend that died in the warehouse with you? No, Lyrian was my old roommate. Ah, where is he now? You know, I'm sure he's lying around somewhere. Hmm. You're right. The uh, it's a lot cleaner here on the outside, at least. But uh, there is a plus in the smoke side. At least in the smoke side, you can see the dirt and the filth. Here, it's just the same, but it's all on the inside. All right. You think we're going to find any dirt and filth coming in or out of that building over there? <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. The trick is, do we find the dirt and filth we want? Mm. I'll turn back and offer Refugio a cigarette, light a new one for him, and post up with his arms across his chest and leaning up his foot against the wall, keeping an eye peeled for Anybody who might catch his eye or has caught his eye in the past. And Raphael do the same? Yep. So most of the time here is spent passing fairly uneventful because unfortunately the Longhorn Lounge really seems to be a nighttime sort of lounge. So the only people you see coming and going at this hour of the day tend to be the workers, the manager people the, the very few people have actually come in or out while you guys are watching um so you do see like basically uh the one thing you would see is basically like a sign hanging out front which is like uh amateur night is tonight and so basically it's your lucky day that you guys can sign up as competitors if you so choose and ride in one of these rodeos and gain entrance as sort of a an, an amateur athlete open rodeo night. 
you see the manager kind of come out and hang the banner. Oh, well, that's convenient. I think uh, during this whole time, Hal would try to have a keen eye on out the people who are greeted warmly or and or given orders. So maybe he can disguise himself as them sometime in the future. But Got as it. they pull this sign across, he's like, huh. I'd love to see Saruk up on one of them bulls. That would be pretty damn funny. <laughs> I'm not sure if the bull would be able to carry him. Even better. You just walk around really slow. <laughs> <laughs> there are, um, as you watch a little longer, you notice that there are people that kind of come in and out. They all have like a sort of a membership card that they flash at the door that grants them access. Um, so there's also the option to like, lift one of those off somebody as they leave and use that to get in. I mean, uh, you could potentially try to get in a position where you could get a good look at it and maybe forge one yourself. Uh, and actually, as you're looking to like just the security in this place, like it's pretty heavily guarded around the first floor, Hal, but there is like a balcony and like a side entrance up that gives you a fairly easy way to sneak in i wouldn't say easy but an ex a, a chance to sneak in unknown without going through the front door and without going through the sort of bouncers and bodyguards um there are definitely ways in here and like you said you've you've kind of eyeballed a few of these people coming in and out you could potentially disguise yourself as one of these other guests and like just kind of like demand entrance like you lost your card or whatever you know like there are lots of options for you guys to do in addition to just signing up for the rodeo and that is also <laughs> another way in Rough so cool. yeah good why do you think they're all wearing uh -huh. the same kind of jack same same kind of jackets what, what do you think the jackets symbolize ah it's just a bit of a you know bit of a, a status symbol for these people you know to show that they're part of the club. Oh, so, like, you think it's just members only? I think so. Everyone is also wearing either, like, fine or high fashion clothing. Like, everyone you've seen go in and out is dressed to the nines. Um, way more than, than you look down at your own outfit. There's no posted dress code, but it does seem to go a long way here. You think they're done? You think we should head back and drag them over here? I'd really like to see Sprook ride one of them bulls. Mechanical bulls, right? <laughs> Clockwork bulls? I think so. I think it's, uh, if all else fails, that's our ticket in. So, we have to, if we miss it, we'd have to wait for the next amateur night. Yeah. All right. Let's head back. Yeah. So, there's a crossfade back. You know, the sun is like going down, it's getting late. Anita and Saruk are like super frustrated going through the book. Um, you're really about to th throw in the towel and you let out like an exasperated gasp and you kind of look down at, at the page. It just happens to be on Anita and something sort of clicks. It's not, it's not a hundred percent. There are a few interesting ingredients that are not common that you have recognized that match the recipe that you found for pyronite but only about like 30 percent of the ingredients are correct here um but something sort of matches because the uncommon ingredients here 
match the uncommon ingredients on the formula you know of. And you've passed you've passed over this multiple times, but you see it this time. Something in, in you tells you that it's like the right one. Like this something tells you this is it. You just have a feeling. Uh, is there a name, any information on that order form? There is. So you look up at the top. There is an order form. Um, it's filled out for... Um, yes. Okay. So um, the name written at the top, it's actually written in um, very similar childish scrawlings to Gattleby's name that you have on this form. And the name is Shoma Lazarius. I'll put that in chat. Shoma. If you would, if you'd like, you can make an academic lore check, academia lore check for me. Okay. Sure, I think I, uh, I think I found something. Oh, my chakra, finally. I know. The order form is dated approximately a week ago, which also lines up with, um, with the time that, um, that, uh, that Reich, Reich talked about the powder cake punk kind of being in the neighborhood and picking up the alchemist mm-hmm. fire. Um, the timelines match up, uh, it'd be a 16. And then I assume you also have the clue in from Saruk. I just assume it's yeah, always there. Yeah, so that'd yeah, for be, sure. Yep. So it'd be a, a 17. Um, Let's see. Uh, level based DC. So with this check, you've heard the name. You don't know much about this person, but you, you heard the name Shoma Lazarius almost as like a wonder child. Somebody who years ago went to Blithier College, was younger than almost every other student there, really shown, and then got expelled. Not dissimilar to you. Um, but you've only heard him talked about in terms of like, you know, you know, be careful. You're going to pull a Shoma. Like you're going to burn out. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, peak too young, pace yourself. You know, it, it's more of a saying around Blither college than it is a, person that you know much about intimately but yeah this name there's no address but there is a name and an order for him and you look over with the ingredients that are here you're pretty sure this is going to make a potent explosive okay and then like i i bring it up to rika see if like she'd have if if she'd know anything because she knows the people from blither too right and if he's she does yeah blither, yeah yeah so you ask uh, Rika, her do you, yeah you can ask her about Shoma. Yeah, yeah. And she, she, when she sees it and she puts her spectacles and she's like, oh, Shoma. Yeah, I mean, he was in here about a week ago buying typical explosive stuff. I mean, some of this stuff's a little unique. Uh, change of pace for him, though. Usually he's making, what's he call it? Uh, Lazarium, I think is what he calls it. It's like... He has this grand invention. It's like an alchemist fire that burns green or something. Would you say both him and, and uh, Gatobi were in the same cohort? Oh, oh no, Shoma. Oh no, 
Shoma hasn't been around in the circle for God, at least a decade now. Oh, all right. Uh, Forgive I'm not, me, maybe I'm wrong, but when we had the altercation with the powder kegs, their alchemist fire was also green, wasn't it? Or am I misremembering? No, you're correct, it was. It, it burned in a different color than alchemist fire generally does. At which point I produce one of the looted alchemist fires, set it on the table, push it over. This? Uh, she kind of looks down at it and she, she nods. She says, that that looks like one of his, yeah. She kind of looks at it in the light. It's, it's functionally seems very similar to alchemist fire, but it's much smaller. Like usually an alchemist fire is like a big jug kind of thing. This is like a smaller vial that basically has like no bulk to it whatsoever. Like you could carry, you could pack way more of this laserium stuff into an explosive than regular alchemist fire. So there is some, it's basically a more potent alchemist fire that weighs less to function. Uh, oh yeah, old, old Shoma. Yeah, this is, this is definitely one of his. Wait, is, is he in the powder cake punks? I mean, That's what you have That's no something. idea where we would find him. You're too far out of touch, I assume. I don't, we don't do deliveries. We just do pickups. So he's always just come into the shop. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I don't know where he stays. I see. Well, at least we have a name. Satisfied, Anita? Very, actually. I'm going to try and see if maybe Gatelby knows something about him, too. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You want to run by that bakery and grab lattes before we see if the boys have burned all of Skyside down? I check the hole that's in my shirt and then just take a deep breath and... Like, I reach over my pocket to, to grab my note. Hi. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I should have said something. I. <sighs> you took it? No, 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 no. I I saw Refi doing it. I. Bless his poor heart. He has a skill set, and. Just trust me. He's got it. He's got your best interest at heart. He cares about you. All right. Yes, you should try this cupcake. You know, Refi loves that fucking thing. It's this chocolate cupcake that has whipped cream on top, like a cookie and a bunch of sprinkles with chocolate syrup. Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. I, I've done enough paperwork for one day. This is. I did not miss this about the old job. Let's. Thank you. 